0: All right. Hello, everybody. It's Jake. It's, welcome to the podcast. This is the episode that's following the last episode. I know it's been a little while since the last episode, and that's, uh, that's, part, of the, that's part of the thing I'd like to talk to you about today, which this is coming out on... Uh, I think it's coming out on Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesdays are cool,
1: right? Wednesdays are so cool. Way cooler than Tuesday. Tuesday sucks.
0: But uh, listen, if you want to come and see, this is the whole point. Do you know who the sponsor of this podcast is? It's me. It's me, Jake. Jake Johansson. And so uh, you can come and see me in a lot of places where I am. And the thing that you would do if you wanted to find out about that is go to jakethis.com. This week I'm in Columbus, Ohio, and then I'm going to be later on in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I'm going to be in San Francisco. I don't know those dates off the top of my head. I have to visit my own website. That's how I find out things, and I'm the person who puts those things on the website. The aging process is really great, and that's what allows me to both know and not know where I am and where I'm going. But you're here right now, this week, on this episode of the podcast, and guess who my guest is? Did you guess? I don't know if you even guessed. It's my wife. It's my hey everybody,
1: hides me. How are you doing? She's yeah. pretty
0: great. Belinda yeah.
1: Weymouth. Belinda Josephine Newcomb Weymouth, thanks very much. Yeah, well thank you very much for changing your name to my name. Yeah, Yeah, you're welcome. Just... I thought I would for a minute and then I realized, you know what? I've got a name. Yeah,
0: fuck that. Not doing it.
1: Yeah. I mean Belinda Johansson sounds nice and everything, but I'm way too I'm look, I'm a liberated lady. Those feminists didn't burn their bras for nothing.
0: No, believe me, but you still wear a bra most of the time, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do.
0: Yeah. Sometimes
1: I don't. You just burned my
0: (laughs) (laughs) last name. Yeah. You didn't burn your bra. Yeah. Well that is. I don't think it would be
1: safe around you. What do you mean? Not to wear a bra.
0: No, it wouldn't. I yeah. would. there would be just yeah, they're, more they're, than I could handle. The
1: bra says they're off limits. So yeah. is that what the bra
0: is saying? Because I don't always feel like that's what bras are saying to me. <laughs> These are off limits. Yeah, I well, think bras. The kind are of usually...
1: bras I wear do not the bras all those you know young hussies wear. Those are like you know. Those are come and get them, but not my bras.
0: Yeah, I feel like most of those bras are going. Hey, what are you thinking? This is what I want you to think about, um, and that's what I feel
1: like your bras are saying to me too. <laughs> of course they are. It's not the
0: bra. Not just the ones you're wearing. The ones it's sometimes when you're gone, I can you leave the drawer open. I see the bras, and they're going. Guess what goes in these? That's what yeah, I'm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what, what it's all about. It's not me. about the bra. No.
1: Everybody knows that. Come on, Jake. Jake, this dot com. <laughs> I know it's not a <laughs> bra. Yeah. You okay, now that we've got that sorted out, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's but that's not, a, that's not all I wanted to talk to you about this week on the podcast. <laughs> oh, no, that's it. I'm done. No, I wanted to talk to you about your article. You wrote uh, you wrote an article for yeah. your... Yeah, plastic. Your, uh...
1: It's what's for dinner. It's on the Huffington Post. Read it, people. It's going to make you really want to eat some fish.
0: Right, some because
1: mollusks, some
0: seafood. The whole point of the article is how much plastic is in our seafood already. Isn't yep. that so?
1: Yeah, I hate to tell you, but we've got some, yeah, a lot of plastic out there in the ocean, 5.25 trillion pieces, they say. And that's f- a random, you know, kind of, you know, guess, and it's probably wildly under how much is actually out there. I mean, the tonnage that they came in with was, you know, 300,000 tons. There is more plastic crap out in the oceans than that.
0: 300,000 tons though. That's hard to even fathom because it's 2000 pounds in a ton. You know, it's so much, there's a lot of plastic in the ocean, but how much, how much, um, how many, how much pounds of octopus is there in the ocean? We don't really know that, do we?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah like you're asking the wrong person, but, you know, hey, we could look that up on the internet right now, and we can answer that by the end of the podcast, but we, well, forgot just, to, we turned our computers off. That was silly.
0: Yeah, I know it was silly. It was silly, but that's one of the ways that podcasts work is, is that you talk about things that you do.
1: That yeah, you just you, make up shit about how many pounds of octopus there are. I in wasn't the ocean. The make there's up. a lot. There's a lot, folks. There's a lot. There's a, there's a lot.
0: I, I'd be willing to wager That there's more plastic in the ocean than there is octopus. But I could be wrong about that. What do you think?
1: Um, I think you're right. I think there's more plastic than octopus. Do you
0: think there's more plastic than whales?
1: I just was thinking about that. I went straight to the whale... Yeah, I would think at the rate we're killing the whales, yeah, it wouldn't. At the rate we're putting plastic, yeah, yeah, the the ocean. R- yeah. When you think about those two things, like how fast the Japanese are killing the whales for, I'm doing very sarcastic parenthesis, you know, speech quotation marks science. Because do you know that the Japanese have not released one scientific research paper on whales in the last twenty years of their illegal whale hunting? That's
0: so, what they say they're doing with yeah, the whales, yeah. They don't research? release, it.
1: yeah. So back off, Japan. And stop hunting the whales. And I know it's not you, it's just you. I know Iceland hunts whales. Do they? Iceland hunts whales? Or are they doing research with their whales as no, well? they just eat them. They're like, no, 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 we're, you know, we're... We're the people of the cold country. We need the whale blubber. We used to make you know, the whale blubber into, well, we made it into everything, but, you know, lipstick was made out of whale blubber.
0: Well, it's interesting now that we're talking about it that way because that's actually what we've replaced uh, the whale blubber with is petroleum products.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, you're we...
0: aware of that, right? I mean, that's how we used to. That's how we used to light our homes, is with lamps with whale oil in them.
1: Yeah, yeah. We use that energy that we yeah, harpooned out of the ocean, and now we drill it out of the, you know, we put the harpoon in the ground and we drill it out of that. We basically stick a long, pointy thing in somewhere, and then we either kill it or we drill. We get our energy, and yeah, petroleum. Do you know your wetsuit is made of petroleum? I mean, it's, you know, it's crazy. And yeah, plastic is a petroleum petrochemical. You know, polymer, it's made out of oil.
0: Well, that was the whole point of the oil. When we got the oil, it was like, well, now these poor whales are going to get a break. We won't need to be whaling them to get their oil.
1: Yeah, but people want to eat it. They say there are 2 million pounds of frozen whale meat in Japanese freezers. They're just stockpiling it and keeping it there so that they can eat it whenever they want. But it's, it's obscene. And then the other thing that's happening to the poor whales is not just the Navy with all their sonar, which, you know, is wrecking the whales, you know, navigation system and hearing it's also there are so many container ships in the ocean that whales getting you know getting hit by them all the time because there's so much traffic out there and there's going to be even more when the arctic melts you know the north pole is gone they're just waiting for all the shipping lanes that they're going to be able to take things right over the top to get even faster from you know europe to asia and then woe betide you you know moby dick get out of the way you know, because here comes a big container ship, and hey, if the ship doesn't hit you, one of the containers might drop off the side in a storm, and you know, whack you upside there.
0: It just is so—it's staggering to me because there are so many human beings on the earth that we've made enough ships now that even though we've murdered a good portion of the whales, the amount of whales that used to be in the ocean compared to how many are in there now, it—we've it, murdered a, a lot of whales.
1: Oh I love that you're using the word murdered. But we still for whale slaughter. You know, well, What else do you what well, no, else would no, you but, call? But it? you know and you know it makes me think of those crazy Greenpeace guys who they just it makes them so nuts that they're killing whales that you know they they you know they'd harpoon themselves onto a Japanese whaler. I mean they're you know they're doing everything well, that's they can ridiculous. to you know Well no because the thing is you can imagine that if you were out there in the ocean and you were watch people people just flagrantly whaling even though it's illegal and you know they're taking down these species There's a really beautiful – I actually just posted it on my uh, Twitter –
0: and what's your Twitter?
1: Uh, my Twitter is at Belinda Weymouth.
0: W a y m o u t h. Go yeah,
1: ahead. W a y. You're not a N. E, everybody. Not like the city Weymouth. The W A W a y. Don't
0: tell them the wrong way, Cherry. I've really.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. You've tried to tell yeah. me about that before. I won't listen. But here's the thing. It's and it's called how whales help climate change, and it's this. You know, you don't sort of realize how every creature is sort of this part of this intricate intricate web of life, and how important the whales are. You know. Anyway, you see, it's all about whale poo. These big plumes whale jobbies that they do when they come up to the, to the surface after they've been down eating all the krill, and, and how it's a, an unbelievably important fertilizer in the ocean. Anyway, you'll see. Go, go on, my, you know, on my Twitter and see it, people.
0: But in spite of the amount of whales that we've murdered, we're still running into them in our boats, which must be quite numerous, because there's not as many whales, but we still can hit them randomly with our boats. We're not trying to bash into them with our boats. You know, There are people who are trying to kill whales, and then there are people who are accidentally killing whales by hitting them with their boats.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, they just drive right over the whales, you know, migration route. <laughs> you know, they mm-hmm. don't... They're like, oh, yeah, we didn't know there was a whale there. They don't, they don't care, but... No, I thought we killed all these whales. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, there's a... You know, and then it's terrible because there'll be mothers down there with their babies and then there's the awful, you know, them getting caught in abandoned fishing gear and fishing nets and being weighed down by those and drowning. You know, that's another lovely thing that we're doing to them because that's another thing. Hey, fishing industry, don't dump your nets. Do you know they say that the Korean fishing boats... Dump the nets after they have fished with them because they'll make more money filling every part of the boat with fish to take back. So they don't want to take the nets. The nets are just mm-hmm. extraneous, you know, taking up precious fish room. So you dump the nets, take all the fish back, you know, load the boat, you know, completely to the brim with fish and then just buy new nets made of plastic when you're, you know, back in port and then dump those the next time you go fishing.
0: Well, but it, I mean, it's hard for them. It's hard for us. It's hard for me to really. Understand how many people There are on earth that we're still accidentally Running into whales even though we've Murdered almost <laughs> all Of them and murdered. we and Then this idea that we can't We can't just throw our fishing tackle Into the ocean it's that it's like oh there's Enough of that fishing tackle out there That that's actually killing whales too It's not like we're just this insignificant You know like if, if it was just You and I that w- had landed on A planet you know we could shit everywhere And throw things in the ocean and I mean, you know, barring that we had some kind of didn't have some virus that was going to sweep over the planet and kill all the indigenous life. We could just do whatever we wanted, as we did when we first were human beings like we were insignificant. We could poop in the river and we could throw our trash in the woods and no one would ever know. And now it's now it's significant. There's too many people. We can't just be throwing our fishnets in the uh, ocean and to fill up our boats and we can't just be whipping our boats around all the, all the time. Cause we're going to accidentally murder some whale whales. It, yeah. It's not a first degree murder when you accidentally hit them with your boat. It's that's uh, That's more of a manslaughter type of a situation. Yeah,
1: marine mammal manslaughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, great. I'm glad that we got that sorted. But yeah, I really, I wish we could give the whales a break, the dolphins, the seals. I mean, the poor tuna—they're almost gone. Mm. You know, we've fished them out of existence, and people still want to eat. You know, I mean, enjoy your, you know, your tuna sushi while you can folks but that's about to go and and just know that as you're eating it you are you know partaking you are part of taking down a species well right and you can pretend that you're not but i'm sorry you are oh well don't
0: don't Please, hypothetical person that my wife is talking to right now, um, don't take it too hard because we're all, you're not the only person who's taking down the tuna. That's not something you're doing. Don't get too yeah, high you know, and... You're
1: not doing it single-handedly. Yeah. We're doing it collectively Don't together. get too
0: high on yourself. Yeah. I'm helping you out too. When I go yeah. out for sushi, I do have a couple of little pieces and one of those pieces. I
1: might have to murder my husband because he's just he's just admitted that he still eats sushi. I do not eat sushi anymore. I do not eat you tuna. You don't eat sushi? No, I never. I, I, I mean, I you... eat avocado sushi.
0: No, I thought I thought you'd had a piece of uh, maguro or whatever the last time we went for sushi. You wouldn't eat a piece of tuna sushi or no, yellowtail. No, no. You wouldn't do it.
1: No, not anymore. Uh uh-uh, uh 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 uh. Would
0: you eat tuna at a restaurant? No. Uh uh-uh. uh.
1: Uh-uh. Definitely not.
0: Seared ahi tuna. No. No, you no. wouldn't do it.
1: No, I would not.
0: You've changed.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. Knowledge is, you know, knowledge changes one.
0: This is what I've said to people for a long time. I mean, you've got to be careful what you want let get into your brain because the next thing you know, you're scared. You won't. You don't eat tuna now. That's out of your life. You know, all at once, you 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 don't want to ride a motorcycle anymore because you're scared of those. You know, those are dangerous. You gotta be careful
1: <laughs> Motorcycles are dangerous
0: I know they are dangerous Well that's why like, Yeah Once the more you read about them Then the less you wanna
1: Horses oh, the... are more dangerous Than motorcycles though More people die on horse, no, than horse accidents No fucking
0: Don't get me started About horses I I have I feel like I'm done riding horses after that experience that oh we had on my our, God. our
1: <laughs> my our God vacation. we were in Ghost Streaker and Jake was riding was that a stallion that that horse it was wasn't it it still had its all its equipment
0: I think that was a full yeah yeah, full yeah it had its yeah man-horse. it had yeah
1: it was a it was yeah if you watch the way this animal pissed it was definitely a stallion so this thing Jake is on it and the the guide thinks that you know because the he horses, thought he was doing me the horses a favor. are too small for you is the thing you're a big guy and the horses were too small but this stallion man he got such a shock when you got on Back and yes he bolted and none of us saw it
0: he was the lead guy's horse and he was very spirited and that guy um i was complaining because my horse just wouldn't go and so he switched horses with me and then i had (laughs) i had the crazy spirited horse and he maybe he thought i was some kind of american cowboy because i was you know i'm tall and i'm fairly fit and i maybe i projected a he I, since we didn't speak the same language maybe he just assumed from looking at me I don't like to think of myself as this person but maybe he just assumed no I, do, muy, that muy, I knew what I was muy, doing not sure <laughs> <laughs> I mean I do like to think of myself as a person who looks like he knows what he's doing but I know that that's kind of bullshit most of the time before they yeah but, uh, yeah, it gave me this horse, and it just went wild and ran away. I thought I was going to have to jump off of it to save myself. And then I realized if I jump off, I'm going to hit a fence post or something, and I might impale myself or knock myself senseless. So I've just got to stay on until this horse gets tired of running as fast galloping.
1: as Galloping. It it's called galloping.
0: Yeah, galloping as fast as it can. I was, I was actually thinking, this horse. Maybe I should try and make it go faster to get this over with quicker because it'll have a heart attack. I it was running so hard. <laughs> That's a this,
1: great strategy. I it was <laughs> running so <laughs> the hard. Runaway that I animal. Thought the horse,
0: this horse is going to die of a heart attack. You know, if I got, I don't know what a horse, what that horse weighed, but I was a significant addition to its weight. I think. And uh, anyway, yeah. anyway, I survived that And that made me feel like I'm done with horses So I'm not getting a horse, And you can't ride a horse Around Santa Monica anyway um, Cops do And I'm done with, yeah, but that's only to kind of sh- That's only to sh- say like I'm Different and more powerful than you. That's why they ride horses, because it sends a message to the people. Like, look, the don't robbers. Mess with me. When
1: they gallop after horse. them on the horse,
0: they don't gallop after robbers.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They gallop down the beach. What else are you done with? It's usually horses?
0: crowd control parade thing. Those are the guys who are wearing, riding
1: Fourth horses. of July parade. That's when I see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're out
0: for that. But they out go in force. They'll go riding around where they kind of. I I don't see them down on Venice Beach on the horse, but but. You know, that's the type of place where they'd be riding around in some tourist place to send the message, like, don't mess around because the police are on horses. And you know what that means? They're cowboys. They've got guns, and they're not afraid to just murder you in the street, not the police. They would never murder people in the, the
1: street. The horse might, though.
0: That's old school. It's not like that happened last year to a couple of people, the freaking police with their guns and their horses. Anyway, I'm, I, I'm done with horses. I'm pretty sure I'm done with horses. I might go for a horse ride if I if I have to, but that's not something.
1: So if a policeman really holds a do. gun to your head, you might go. If for a, a policeman rider. put a
0: gun to my head and said, "Listen, I need you to get on this horse and help me right now," I would say, "Look, you don't have to point the gun at me. You can just ask. I'm on your side, police officer." Jeez,
1: is it a nice it? horse? That's what you'd ask. That be <laughs> would be your next say, question. Is it a nice
0: horse? <laughs> yeah. If it's not a nice horse, I want to ride your horse because I assume that's a nice horse. Although I've had bad luck with that before, having a guy give me his horse because he thought he was doing me a favor. But I've just told that story. Um, so, anyway, hello, yeah, I think i 'm done with riding horses. I sold my motorcycle you know shortly, well, now it seems shortly after we got married. It was probably a couple of years um, and i I have recently had this idea of like we could go down to one car and I would just ride a scooter around, but that 's insane i 'm not riding a scooter around.
1: What about on the? Two days a year it rains.
0: Yeah, well, that would, you know, that would be most of the time one car is enough. Right now, our kids got mono, so one of us is always home. On. We only need one. She
1: sold one of the cars as soon as she got mono.
0: Yeah, to help pay for.
1: Yeah, uh, buy some more TVs.
0: Because that's all we do now is sit at home and watch TV with us. Yeah, we watch fucking
1: kid. Doctor Who nonstop. I mean, I love Doctor Who, but...
0: Let's get back to the plastic in the ocean, because I don't feel like we really talked about that enough. Okay, that was
1: the... yeah, let's yeah, let say happy. Let's talk about something happy. Well, you were saying the
0: there's t- how many millions of pounds, tons? Uh... Well,
1: the thing is, they're saying 269,000, you know, tons of it. And it's but...
0: little pieces. It's tiny yeah, pieces yeah. that get yeah, micro plastic, so they're small enough that these even small fish now are eating these little pieces of plastic, and they're small enough that the plastic actually doesn't just pass through them. It gets... Incorporate it can get incorporated into their meat.
1: Yeah, there's a new study out about the Great Lakes, and there's these microfiber fiber uh, fibers that are plastic, and they come from your fleece or your nylon, whatever you know, whatever your synthetic fabric that you're wearing, and these tiny little micro fibers that are plastic are now in the fish, and they're so tiny and thin that they don't, pa- you know, because sometimes little plastic pieces will actually pass through the intestines of a fish. So yes, they come in one end, but go out the other but these fibers don't and so one of the things they're talking about is you know is this plastic eventually going to these fibers if it's in the great lakes and in the fish is it going to be in the water and in the guardian story that i was reading about it they talked about last year these german scientists found that two dozen german beers have microplastics in them how did the microplastic get into the beer well it must be in the water no. You know, it must already be, you know, in the water. Oh, I mean, I, 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 maybe I should, I, maybe I better read that research article so I can tell you exactly how they think it got in but there. So but so the
0: people who are drinking the beer are getting the plastic in their system, little, little, so they probably plastic. got plastic. There's people, What we could have plastic in this right now.
1: Yeah, well, there's another French woman who made a documentary, and, and what she has worked out is that, oh, and this documentary is also based on a research paper, that people who, European uh, shellfish lovers are ingesting 11,000 pieces of microplastic a year, you know, in their gastronomic know, nirvana per person, because these, per person, per person 11,000 one thousand, person is ingesting yeah, yeah, 11,000 yeah, yeah, pieces? Yeah, 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 I shit you not, because they, and a lot of this is farmed, you know, they farm mussels, they farm oysters, mm-hmm. but they, a lot of the equipment that they use that, you know, keeps the oysters apart from each other, or that they hold them on these stakes, it's all made of plastics. And then if there's plastic in the water, you know, and they take it in through, you know, however, whether they're filter feeders, however they feel feed, you know, it gets into them and then it gets into us. And the thing about plastic and the reason why it's such a problem, especially marine plastic, is that because it's a petrochemical polymer, you know, it's a long, you know, carbon molecule, and it, other carbon molecules stick to it. So things like pesticides, nasty pesticides, things like DDT stick to plastics. And ev- so everything that comes that washes off the land, so all the pesticides, all the industrial, all the POPs, which are persistent organic pollutants flame retardants, all these things are washing into the sea and they're sticking to plastic particles. And they say that a little plastic particle that's in this you know, big dilution of all these um, chemicals can actually end up being a million times more toxic than the water that it's in because of how readily these toxins stick to the plastic. So this is the plastic that then gets in the mollusk, that gets in the little fish in the Great Lakes, that gets into, there's a little guy, that actually makes up more than half of the biomass of the oceans, it's called a McTophid. And these guys are gobbling up plastic and they're eaten by everyone. So when you eat a tuna, a tuna eats McTophids. So then there's this thing this my bioaccumulation where a big fish like a tuna that's eaten, you know, thousands and thousands of mctophids which have got plastic in them, there's going to be more plastic in the tuna, the tuna lives for longer. And then all the nasty little chemicals that, you know, the DDT, you know, the um, PAHs, the POPs, all these nasty, you know, I mean, I should just flame retardant, you know, do you want to be eating food that has flame retardant, things that are carcinogenic? It's not
0: really do you want to, it's do you know you are.
1: Yeah, yeah, do you, yeah, yeah, plastic, you know, you're eating it. Yeah, unfortunately. So people have got to wise up about plastic, man. You've got to you got to re- refuse that stuff. You've got to work out a different thing to use or reuse that plastic bag f- twenty times before you recycle it. Reuse but, it till it's shredding and falling apart But then you there isn't
0: really recycling. I mean, some things get made into. There's only downcycling. Yeah, isn't that's there? the
1: problem with plastic. Yeah, it's so it's they very... make
0: it into a new thing that's going to be more throwawayable, but. L- Maybe last long. Anyway, all... But this is the thing that you were telling me that I thought was really interesting is all plastic that has ever been made is still here. It doesn't turn... Plastic doesn't turn into some other thing like a lot of other... Doesn't biodegrade. Organic compounds do. It just stays plastic or...
1: It does this thing called water. photodegrading which means in the presence of sunlight it breaks into smaller and smaller pieces and that's why in the ocean it's such a huge problem because the ocean covers 70% of the earth's surface so huge surface area huge exposure to sunlight because the sunlight's beating down on the ocean and then the plastic is just breaking into smaller and smaller bits and then all the currents whirling it around and you know waves you know, pulverizing it. So it gets, you know, busted up more. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, is that the, yeah, every piece of plastic that's ever produced, they say is with us, unless we've incinerated it and incinerating plastic is, you know, that's, you don't want to do that. Cause and then
0: that you're is. releasing even more toxines. dioxins,
1: which are the, you know, the, the nastiest of the nasty, the worst of the worst toxins, dioxin. Well, so nasty people.
0: How do we know it's not already too late? How do we know we already haven't kind of shit in the punch bowl? Because metaphorically, (laughs) there's so much plastic in the universe and plastic in our fish. Like I remember when I was in college, they said, no, fish was the healthy thing to eat. Don't eat beef and pork all the time and chicken eat fish. Now it's like, no, don't eat fish.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things when I was doing all this research on plastic is they feed, there's plastic in in the finishings feed that they give to cows on feedlots. And it's, it's put into the food as a kind of roughage and it's supposed to make them um, have more uptake of the things that they're putting in The feed to make the animal be, you know, have bigger, juicier, you know, filet mignons and stuff. It's got there's all this other food, but how do you know if you put plastic roughage in a cow feed that some of that's not actually going to get ingested by the cow? You know, so that's the other thing is it's you know it's not it's sort of you know you can run but you can't hide. But here's the thing is just like whose idea was that?
0: That was when you you know when we were getting the mad cow disease because they were feeding cows the brains of other cows. It's like do they do they run this shit by anyone before they start doing it. Well, you know the oh, thing? let's feed the cows plastic. Does do, do, do they ask anyone in the big house whether or not that's a good idea, or is there just some dumbass who makes that decision and is doing it? Or maybe is it the guy in the big house's idea?
1: Well, that's the problem with the FDA. You know, one of the things they say, you know, there are tens of thousands of chemicals out there, and what we don't understand is how they're all interacting. You know, interacting with each other. You know that there's this, you know, sort of cacophony, symphony of all these things interacting, and we we've only tested, you know, a few hundred of them and we've banned less than 10 of these terrible things. You know, we decide we you know we worked out that bisphenol A was bad. Well, that's on our credit card bills, anything that comes out of those machines, any receipt that you get at the grocery has got that sort of slightly sort of um What's the feeling of it? It's not plasticky, but it's sort of of, slippy. Yeah, sort of slippy, and that's you know got bisphenol Bisphenol A. A. Yeah, and then plastics are soft. So what's
0: can bisphenol A? What's the wrong with that?
1: Well, I can't remember if it's a. (laughs) This is a thing they all do so many things. Is bisphenol A is it carcinogenic? Is it a neurotoxin? You know, the thing that softens plastic is these things called phthalates. Well, phthalates are in hairspray and nail polish and perfumes, and, and those are endocrine disruptors. They're the things that are turning boy fish into female. Fish, and they're the things that are making women you know, now one in 12, 12% of babies are born preterm in the US. It's the leading cause of, of, um, you know, a neonatal death as if you're born too early. It's incredibly dangerous because phthalates tell the cervix, like, hey, we're ready to have the baby, you don't have to be quiet in the library anymore, like, make some noise, come on out. And so, women are having their babies too early, and then the what's that? It's the thing between. The, your um, your poo hole and your, it's the, I suppose it's your taint. The, it's the taint, yeah, but it's a perineum. The measurement of that mm. is getting shorter and shorter. And they say, and they also are saying that the size of little boys' penises are being affected by how many phthalates are inside their mother because. The you know, placenta doesn't stop you know, It's going in the cord blood into the babies Babies are born with 180 chemicals in their blood As soon as they're shot out of the vagina They're already tainted And you know, there you are growing your precious baby Inside your baby nest A.K.A. your womb And you think you know, you're eating all your good food And you're eating kale And you're going to prenatal yoga And you're going to have a perfect baby And, you, you know. and then what happens? Well you do have a perfect baby But it can have all these things in it Already, you know. <sighs> okay, really depressing. But here's the thing, folks. Here's the thing. If, if we haven't lost you at this point, you can never give up. And you <laughs> no, can, you, no you, you,
0: don't give up. Yeah. I say that every week on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Don't give up. You can't plenty, give up. And the thing is, plenty of time to give up later.
1: Yeah, and you, when, once you have the knowledge, then you take the right action. And you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, whether your neighbor is doing it or not. But there are enough people out there. You know who know and who are trying to make a difference. And then the other thing is call your senators and your elected officials and make the plastic industry pay for their own recycling rather than us, the taxpayer, the municipality paying for recycling. Make the industry do it because they've had too much of a free ride, like all petrochemical. Well, they're
0: going to pass it on to us eventually anyway, but then we'll be able to better understand what is doing what. To whom and what we're paying for, where? But so we're not supposed to use plastic. Yeah, you take your try, own bags. We're going to take our own bags, and that's part of it. But then, meanwhile, don't eat anything that comes out of the water. And you might want to watch out for cows because they're feeding them plastic. Pork, don't get me started. And uh, chickens are inhumane. It's what can you eat? You got to eat something.
1: Well, hardcore environmentalists go for the you know the strictly. Plant-based diet, you yeah, know, and doing that. yeah, we haven't. Yeah, I think you'd divorce me if I, you know, told you that the family that we were going vegan.
0: I would just wait for you to waste away. I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't have to divorce you. you...
1: I wouldn't waste away. I just get a bit pasty looking and a bit sort of grey around the gills. But I'd be, you know.
0: Well, you're already sort of. Tired, you know, you feel tired quite a bit. So I think if you switch to a complete plant-based diet, you'd be exhausted. I'm I don't just think you tired could keep because
1: your... I live at a high speed all day. I mean,
0: <laughs> I know you really, yeah. yeah, action Jackson, you are on the go. I wanted to talk about. Are we done talking about the plastic? Should we talk
1: some more about it? Or? I think we might have freaked the fuck out of the people okay. with well, the plastic. No, I mean, it's... maybe we should. You know... I feel
0: like that was a lot of freaky information. Yeah, yeah. So just,
1: yeah, don't use plastic, people. Don't get your milk in a plastic bottle. You know, don't do that. It's
0: about these two books that were just written, this article that I had read, this review of these two books. One is called The Meaning of Human Existence by E.O. Wilson, who I think you might be familiar with. Yo, I love him. Um, He's written a new book called The Meaning of Human Existence. Mm. And uh, there's another book by Diane uh, Ackerman, and her book is called The Human Age. And you know it's they're talking about human beings, but there's also environmental stuff and so to her, her book there's there's a quote of this they've built these two kind of computers that then can talk to each other and the one and the one computer says to the other one, What is God to you and the other computer says "Not everything and then the first computer says, "Not everything could still be something, and then the first one says Very true, and he says, "I would like to believe it is." And then the second one says, do you believe in God? Yes, I do. Do you want to have a body? Sure. (laughs) So these machines want to have bodies. But anyway, it's these, these books are about the experience of being human, but they, they talk about what that experience is. And in um, E.O. Wilson's book, he poses uh, the question, does humanity have a special place in the universe? You know, Meaning, are we? Are we special? Are, are we, we different from the other animals? You know, and he talks about this thing, um, this central discovery in entomology uh, about how they, how these animals live. I'm looking for the eusocial bees, termites, and ants. Um, they're known as eusocial insects. E u social. And uh, the the characteristics of organisms that are that are that way, are they cooperatively um, rear their young across multiple generations? So human beings actually then can be considered to be um, eusocial as well mm-hmm. is the case that he's making. And uh, that are and, you know, one of the characteristics of these, you know, group rearing of the young across generations is the building of a protective nest within which the young are raised. And for us, that would be kind of, uh, um,
1: the apartment building.
0: Well, the first thing would be villages,
1: you know, yeah, that, that was being slightly
0: facetious that, that we've, uh, that, that we, that we cooperate in these little societies and then, and then that's, that's the good news and the bad news about us is that we've evolved to to live that way. But then that's also what causes us to have wars and to be racist, because then we feel like the people in our little nest are better than the people in the other little nest and different from them. And uh, and, you know, we, we go to war with them or we, you know, whale in the ocean because we're entitled to do that. No one else, you know, who gives a damn if you don't want us to wail we're the best
1: mm-hmm.
0: so anyway just just talking about that whole that whole concept do you want to weigh in a little bit on how you think
1: uh, we are, are we human are,
0: are human beings special are we you social
1: well one of the things that eo wilson talks about quite a lot and i don't know if he does this in this book he's called it the eromozoic um age that we're heading for the age of loneliness. Because one of the things he's very concerned about is that we're losing biodiversity at this huge rate, and um, uh, you know we're wiping out other species. You know, species goes extinct every twenty minutes, whether it be flora or fauna. So I don't know. I mean, I would have to read the book, maybe. Or um, do you know why E.O. Wilson is an ant expert? No, because he has really, really bad eyesight and he really wanted to be, you know, a biologist who was looking at big animals, you know, sort of on the African, you know, savannah. But because he had this really terrible, um, uh, his long range vision was so bad, he, and what he realized he was really good at was looking at insects. And so he can identify, I mean, he's, he's discovered so many new species of ants but that's his thing is you know and he's really he's so charming and funny when you hear him talk about it um I mean, the thing is, you know, we're very sophisticated and we, you know, it seems as though we're in charge. But I think that we're slightly fooling ourselves that we are because, you know, we're kind of like any species. We're going to surpass the Earth's carrying capacity, which is what, you know, bacteria will do in a Petri dish. It will just breed Mm. and breed and breed and breed and breed until there are no resources left. And then, you know, all the bacteria dies. And it sort of looks as if that's what we're going to do, even though I still say have hope, people have hope, don't give up don't give up well, but you know are we going to you know use up all the petroleum you know murder all the whales and uh, well there's you know, an
0: inter- there's an interesting um, YouTube video where a college professor is talking about that kind of ch- progression that doubling progression and, and the using up of your environment and would you be able to if you were one of those bacteria would it seem like you're about to use it up and that's the real problem is it doesn't seem like it because you're doubling so even it you know Metaphorically, one second to midnight. It still feels like, oh, we're going to be fine. There's plenty to go around, and then you're kind of done. But that's one of the premises in this uh, this guy's uh, or this person's analysis. I should look and see if this was written, but no, yeah, Tim Flannery is the guy who wrote the review of these two books. Is he's talking about how? you know human beings are part of the natural environment and we are doing what animals do mm-hmm. and you know we want to think of ourselves as different but really we are part of the whole thing and we're we are shaping the world's you know we're causing other species to go extinct which is what dominant species have done for a long time and then You know, he even talks about this idea of the self-idea, the the idea that we are even us. And he raises this uh, point, or the article raises this point, that by weight, we're 10% worms, mites, fungi, bacteria, and viruses. And uh, there's a species of mite that's found only at the base of the human eyelash. And that there's so many other things that are us, you know, that... That really the idea that there even is an us is slightly absurd. But But the point is we are part of nature and we are a species and we are kind of run amok in the way that species will run amok.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing is, it doesn't, I mean, you know, it's sort of an interesting philosophical question, you know, are we even us? I mean, if you, you know, yes, we could talk about that till the day is long, you know, and I mean, what's the, yeah, all the bacterias that we are and how many cells in the human body are actually, you know, human cells as opposed to, you know, some sort of bacteria or something else. But the fact of the matter is it's the effect that we have individually and collectively, you know, on the earth and the, you know, they call it the anthropogenic, you know, anthropos. Yeah.
0: The- the anthropocene, anthropocene era
1: because we are the ones who are driving it and shaping it you know more than any other species and i mean has there ever been it's been ice ages that have wiped everything out before you know or mm. you know the meteor you know crashing and you know
0: the huge well let's not rule out the idea that a meteor might be what brings us down too i mean we may yeah, we may Burn the earth out or fill it up with plastic. But we could also get hit by something from outer space before that happens. I don't know if we're going to live to see the day when either one of those things happens, actually, even if we live a long life.
1: Yeah. Are you sad about that, that you're not going to see that day?
0: Well, I think about that in the context of, um, you know, my fascination with post-apocalyptic television and uh, zombie kind of scenarios. You'd you know? like
1: to be around to see you know, I mean you do have all your survival things you know how to, you know, kill and skin and eat, make a squirrel into a delicious dinner and that thing you've got that we can pee into and then drink our pee five minutes later because it's perfectly distilled water Yeah, I do, i I'm interested in knives and knife connection. Connection
0: collection. I don't have that many knives, but I have a few knives, and and I do. Well, you know, they say you have to have an earthquake survival kit, but when you think about that, that post-apocalyptic world after whether it's a nuclear war, a massive meteor impact, or you know, geothermal, whatever, economic food supply collapse, Ebola virus outbreak, whatever it is, yeah, tsunami. The idea that after Nuclear some global global horror like that, that the world is going to be like—I don't know if I'm climate change. I don't know if I'm built to be one of those survivors. You know, I sort of the too more soft. Well, I wouldn't even describe it as soft, but I mean, just like, yeah, I guess you could How say it's How ruthless could
1: you be? You know, could you kill the neighbors? That's the thing. Could you kill the neighbors to I, survive? At the
0: beginning, I could kill the neighbors and do all that would other stuff. Them? But then once it was finally down to, look, you can't even get any good salsa and, you know, you just, you can only eat the salsa things Salsa would be that the last can, of my worries. Well, you can only eat the things that you make and grow. I mean, our lives would change so rapidly into something that was just. Unrecognizably bland and horrible to us, that I, yeah, I would, I, I kind of feel like I might not be able to be there for the full thing, to bear witness. As much as I like to say, do not give up, I got to... There might be a part of me that just gave up without even... Not that I would kill myself, but it would just be like, maybe I just, like, find... I would get to the point of, like, jeez, I've killed so many neighbors. I, I can't even fight the new guy who wants to kill me. It's just like, you go ahead. What are you going to do?
1: Yeah, I don't know because it's... I mean, I've got a lot of hope, so that's, you know, maybe going to be my downfall, you know, when I really should be, you know admitting that it's over with you you know going down into the bunker admitting that it's over with me no no over you know that it's over you've admitted it's over you can't kill one more neighbor and I'm like nah nah fuck it man we can kill you know let's kill those guys across the street and take
0: what they've got the thing that's happening to me where I give up that's long after you've already given up
1: I will take my marbles and gone home and choke choke myself with (laughs) them I can't take it anymore I'm swallowing all my marbles that's it death by marble
0: you've walked into the sea or jumped in front of a renegade some giant yeah, maybe I'll animal. just give
1: myself to a shark. The thing is, though, you know, when you think, when I look at my dad, you know, he's got Alzheimer's and he's completely crapping out. He's got a you know cancerous growth in his throat and he's got a bad ticker and that's getting worse. And the artery is closing up, but he can't have open heart surgery because he's got Alzheimer's and he'll never cope with it. And he'll pull the tubes out and blah blah blah. But you know, he fe- this is a guy who fell off. How high was the cliff? Nearly a hundred feet. You know?
0: Uh, no, it's not nearly a hundred feet. Now the original telling of this story it was a 130-foot cliff. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so it started out as 40 meters, then it went down to 30 meters. But anyway, this is a guy who fell off a cliff and survived, broke six ribs, cracked a few vertebrae. But, man got to hospital and there was no stopping him. You know, he was walking with a walker. Then he was walking without a walker, getting up, goes to not the bathroom even taking to, morphine to prove or that he anything. wasn't incontinent. You know, yeah, taking Panadol, which is like aspirin, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, or Advil. So,
0: it's like, it's taking not like an an ibuprofen. Advil.
1: I was like, Dad, aren't you, aren't you, aren't you, <laughs> you know, chucking back the Vicodin? He's like, nah, nah, I'm a sailor, not a sissy. I mean, he was so, you know, so staunch. But the will to survive with this guy. It's like you've got Alzheimer's. You can't remember, you know... Anything you think when you're in the day room at the hospital, you know you're in a restaurant and you can't understand why you know all the other tables are empty. You know, table for he's, two. He you know, thinks he's in a restaurant. A just
0: he's, a in the, he's in the dining room at the nursing home and he, he was, thinks he's at
1: a restaurant. He was in the radiology department the other day and he he, he thought the, this blue thing they walked past was a cash machine. You know, and it's some you know it's got a it's, it's a sanitary hand. You know,
0: let me ask wiper. you this though: Does he miss the his lifestyle of? You know, he used to love to have, he quit drinking scotch a while ago, but then he was still having a few glasses of wine. Does he even miss that? Because it seems
1: like. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he says, you know, when they're having dinner and they're eating their, you know, mashed. Disgusting food And he'll sort of say You know Is there, Has anyone got a You know A nice bottle of red He'll say to his You know His roommates Who are You know <laughs> Crapping up really Does
0: he say that Every night And he never gets it well, But he, he doesn't
1: But he Oh no he lo- You know God if he could have Some red wine I mean my dad Goes out to dinner With two people And you know Would <laughs> order two bottles Of wine pronto And get them both open So that he could drink As much as possible Before someone had noticed That he was drinking mm. The will to survive And drink
0: Yeah yeah, well, he's got the will to survive, but I don't know if you—I don't know if you have that.
1: Me? I, I mean, I think. Wow, I feel like you're really underestimating me. I mean, I—I I suppose the thing is, I would—I would. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm as fascinated <laughs> with the zombie apocalypse as you. I, I, whenever I see those movies, and they've all got you know, their heads coming off, and they're painted with green paint, and you know. But I'm not even talking about. What am I not doing? I haven't got it close enough. You were just trying. Oh, it, yeah. okay. Is that, how's that, folks? Is it good? Not quite that close, yeah. but I'm just saying Great
0: that. I'm just saying that sometimes in our daily life I've noticed that you become a bit uh, disenchanted with <laughs> with things that are not quite...
1: Not going my way.
0: Well, you know, you're tired <laughs> and you just can't stand it. I mean, just how tired do you suppose we're going to be when we're out there foraging and cooking? it's oh, I think it's gonna the be adrenaline
1: exciting. is going to kick in in a way that, yeah. No, I think it's going to be when we're out there living off the land and we're, you know... I mean, I don't want to eat squirrels, I do have to say. I sort of draw yeah. the line at the squirrel. I prefer nuts like, and berries. Yeah. But I'm going to go to a plant based diet then.
0: Yeah, well, good luck if you can grow the plants that you need to eat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is we need a plot of land far, far away from the madding crowd. That's what I'd like. Mm. Up in them, their hills where there's enough sunshine, water. We could build a par.
0: What's the most visible um, man made thing from outer space at night? Lights. Yeah, from where?
1: Um, China or the U.S.?
0: Well, according to this thing, it says the Las Vegas Strip. <laughs> oh, God. Really? Yeah, no, but, but I can't believe that. No, I, I can't there's believe a Street
1: true. in Beijing. There's an yeah, area there's in Beijing be that's way Chinese more street. If there's just not, but I will tell you what, there there might be too much pollution between this and outer space, so you can't see it so well. Maybe in Nevada, they don't have so much pollution.
0: Yeah, well, and they're not turning anything off in Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, but when you when you see the lights from those satellite pictures, I took a remote sensing, you know, a satellite class, and that was pretty wild looking down on the pic, you know, the pictures of the Earth at night, and then where there are fires, when you look down and you see where the fires are burning, that's pretty mm. cool. I mean, it's not cool, obviously. Fires aren't good, but um, what's that lady doing in that red jumpsuit over there?
0: Oh, oh it's a pajama gram. Pajama gram. I could get you some.
1: Pajamas. No, thanks. No. no,
0: I know you don't want those. Those aren't
1: me. No. I've got my my own Jim Jams going on.
0: This is talking about us evolving in this article. Through texting, a child's brain map of his thumbs grows larger.
1: I don't know if we're evolving into something we want to be with, you know, social media and texting and always being attached to a device. I don't... College you know, students We have are, perpetual attention deficit disorder.
0: College students are testing about 40% lower in measurements of empathy than their counterparts from 20 to 30 years ago.
1: Not surprising, selfish, selfish little shits.
0: Yeah, well, you can see it in their driving.
1: Fuckers. Yeah.
0: Um, but that's why that's why it's like, who wants to be immortal? Because you just have to deal with, that's just the next crop. You know, we're living a normal age. Imagine, you know, these, you know, vampires or people who, you know, the mythological Beings that live to be, uh, you know, two hundred, three, four hundred years old, and what their opinion of the, you know, this multiple generations of children later, and how not like they should be, they are.
1: Yeah, you wonder how fundamentally different we will be. You know, there was that story about Abbott Kinney yesterday in that Argonaut newspaper and they talked about him being racist and sexist. I'm like I'm sure he Abbott was. Kinney
0: was one of the founders of Venice, of Venice Beach, yeah, California, California, here
1: where we live. Yeah. But you know, that was a he was a product of his time. You know. I mean I'm sure, you know, yeah maybe he was, you know, extra racist and extra sexist, but I was like, Well that went bar for the course for a rich white guy at the turn of the last century.
0: Oh boy, now you're getting into I mean? yeah, well I know what you mean, but I feel like you're getting into sort of a little area where you might be a I'm racist. Sexist. Well, when the first thing you ask when, when someone goes, oh, he was a real racist, and when you go, well, right, but wasn't everyone a racist back then? And the answer is, no, well, I'm-. no. Black people were not racist. No, no, back I'm, not then. A, I'm not excusing him.
1: I'm not excusing him for being – No, no, I'm not excusing him at all. I'm not giving him a free pass or anything. No, I'm not. But he with was a tent. product.
0: I see what you're saying. He yeah, was a product of our, his times, and we are a product of our times. And so, you can't, some point in the future, hundred yeah, years ago, honky. judge us for how we're being now. We're doing the we're doing the best we can. Is what we're like
1: trying pretty yeah. hard. I mean, we really are trying pretty hard. Yeah, I, I'm right. trying to save the planet. You know, but
0: someone's going to be listening to this a hundred years in the future. You wish, um, but uh, you know, if someone were to listen, thinking to this ridiculous
1: liberal well, they might honky. be
0: thinking, listen to these fucking morons go on and on about how maybe someday there will still be fish. We all know that the ocean is a dead blue obsess pit that we can't even go next to. You can't go swimming. You you know, I mean, who knows what is actually going to become of all this nonsense that we're up to, or, or who knows, maybe it'll, maybe, maybe it'll all sort itself out. Maybe, maybe we're just at the beginning of some kind of epiphany we're going to have about these petrochemicals, or we're going to bioengineer some kind of horrific bacteria that eats all of our plastic and takes over the earth in our place.
1: Yeah, or maybe we're going to turn all the algae, you know, the rise of slime in China, all those crazy beaches covered with, you know, algae, we're going to turn that into our next energy source.
0: If we don't all die of measles, because we're too stupid to get vaccinated. (laughs)
1: <laughs> not us. We got no, ourselves fixed. We're
0: vaccinated. Yeah, if, we vaccinated it, our kid. If it turns out the measles bring the cause the global apocalypse, you and I are sitting pretty.
1: Yeah, we'll Yeah, that that'll be a zombie apocalypse we can enjoy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Well,
1: get vaccinated, folks, and refuse plastic. That's what we say. And don't feel, you know, don't get all uppity about human being a human being. We're great and all. We we agree, but you know, we're not all that.
0: We're great, but we're not natural. That was another thing in the article. It was talking about how we don't perceive ourselves as natural, and one of the evident things – evidences of that was that when we start a national park, the first thing we do is make all the people move out of it. You know, we don't even allow
1: yeah, indigenous yeah, yeah. the indigenous <laughs> people who live there. Yeah. They've got to go. Yeah. No, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah. No, they, and they do it all over. The, I mean, they're still doing it in the world. Yes. Removing the indigenous people because they want to make it into a nice national <laughs> yeah, park. This is a for park. To it's natural. Yeah. So you're
0: going to have to move out.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Poor Indonesians who've, you know, but yeah, we've got some um, palm oil we need to plant here. Um, yeah. Well no, I mean the thing is we're we're so far removed from the natural world. You know, we've built this artificial these artificial structures all around us and we forget we're animals too. I mean, look at your sex drive if you want to you know remember that you're an animal.
0: <laughs> look at your sex drive, Jerry.
1: Yeah, just look at it. Look at it over there in that glass jar. Okay. <laughs> look at your sex drive. Yeah.
0: Well, why don't we uh We could end this podcast Podcast and take off all of our clothes. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, check out our sex drives and get down with our big bad animal selves. Yeah,
0: you can check out my sex drive at (laughs) at Jake This on Twitter. (laughs) Or, uh, yeah, go to the website, come to the Comedy Club. This will be, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see you and discuss this person that I'm married to because now you know what I'm up against.
1: Yeah, but you're not going to tell them anything about what happens once we sign off from the podcast until we wake up tomorrow morning. That is completely, strictly out of bounds, off limits. It's
0: secret between us. Is it going to be good?
1: <laughs> Sign off and find out. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. See ya. What? What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: got to empty that litter